the Happen to Your Career podcast, episode 102. You know, some people are just not succeeding at what they're doing, and other people are, are, and they're not really doing anything differently. And the people that aren't succeeding are just caught up in this thing where they think it's because of something they're doing. And the re- reality is that it is a bit of the luck of the draw to get there. And it's not, it, maybe it's not what you're doing. Maybe it's just, you know, luck, or maybe it's just bad timing, or, or maybe the person who did get there got lucky or got a bit of money or randomly got there or maybe they work really hard but you know you're working hard too there's so much randomness to it that it's it's it it kind of it makes me feel like i want to help these people but i don't really know how because like they're not necessarily doing anything bad they're doing exactly the same thing as everyone else but but it just sometimes it just takes a lot of years of failure before something works well This has happened to your career. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and then make it happen. Whether you're looking to do your own thing or find your dream job, you've come to the right place. I'm Scott Barlow. After seven years of failing at entrepreneurship, our guest today has co-founded WP Curve, one of the world's fastest growing WordPress support communities. He's written two books, The Seven Day Startup, which became a top 10 bestseller in three Amazon categories, and now Content Machine, which is all about creating a seven-figure content strategy and scaling it through automation, delegation, and a content team. He's also an Aussie who loves to surf and has a healthy passion for craft beer. Black Cops Brewing has some tasty-looking stuff. Let's welcome our guest today, Dan Norris. Scott is going to be talking to Dan about why the picture of success might just be the ability to build your life around you, and also that the secret ingredient to finding entrepreneurial success is still a secret, but what you can do to improve your odds. So I know you're going to love this episode, so stay tuned and listen to this conversation with Scott and Dan. I was starting to say, I really want to get into your story, Dan, because that's that's kind of what we do on the show. Um, I'm interested in, in your journey, and you have an interesting one, too. You know, we, we we went back through, and we dredged up all kinds of stuff, and you know, maybe we'll get to that, maybe not. You, you told me it was a free-for-all <laughs> right before this, so... <laughs> I did. So at your own risk, I suppose. Um, but seriously though, you, you've had an interesting entrepreneurship journey too. We don't just talk about entrepreneurship on this program, but, um, but I, I, you had about roughly seven years or so where things were not going as, as well as they could be. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how interesting that really is. I I suppose the only interesting thing about that is that eventually things did start going well. I think like most people in my circles and, people who are having a crack at this entrepreneurship thing are are taking that long, if not longer, and struggling to try and, fi- try and figure it out. It's really not that unique. Um, I think it becomes more of a unique story when someone is able to kind of overcome that and, and do something interesting. And once you do something interesting, it seems to be a lot easier to do more things interesting because you have everyone's attention. Um, and I've sort of made the most of that as well. But, yeah, so, I, I mean, I... I tried to make my web agency work for seven years. It was a bad business. I couldn't make it work, so I scrapped it, started again from scratch, ran another business for a year, which was 100 times worse, scrapped that, and then with about a couple of weeks left before I had to get a job, I started WP Curve, which is a WordPress support uh, recurring subscription, 
And that's, that's the one that sort of kicked off everything else. Wearing black shirts the whole time? Or did uh, once you started wearing black shirts, was that when everything started working well? Like- well, now I've got a um, business called Black Hops Brewing, which is making craft beer. And, and so now I'm forced to wear Black Hops Hops shirts every day. It's, yeah. it's become my uniform, but by force, I mean, <laughs> I forced by myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, side note, funny thing about, uh, about uh, like 75% of our listenership, they are very into craft beer. So, um, that works. That's actually the reason we had, you thought you were going to come talk about the content machine or you know, another book or something. <laughs> I we're did, actually here. I didn't know what we're beer. talking about, but I'm happy to talk about anything. <laughs> Always happy to talk about beer. Perfect. Perfect. So we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit more. Actually, I am curious though. How, how did you get into that part of it? Because you've got so many different segments of your story. Maybe it feels like it flows very literally for you, but you know, looking at it on the outside and doing some of the research on you, you know, it, it you've got these, these different dovetails and, and it feels like that's one of them. So how did that happen? Well, I think it, it probably happened a few ways. One is I was able to achieve some success with WP Curve and my books and get some attention, which meant that I've got a bit of a platform, which, which is useful to any business. So I've become a, a more useful person to have involved in a business, I think. Um, I had another mate who was a brewer and another mate who was good at talking about beer. So between the three of us, we we made a good team. And um, we, we just went from making a homebrew one week to the next week tasting it, the next week putting up a website, the next week launching it. And before we knew it, we were, you know, buying equipment from China and getting investment money and now we've just released a beer with Call of Duty, the biggest entertainment brand in the world, and that's it's been a year since we put our first beer out. So, it's it's complete craziness. But um, I think yeah, the high level is I, I I was able to use my platform with WP Curve to to be useful and apply those skills somewhere else, and also put my own money in and took what what most people would probably think is a ridiculous risk to, to put most of well, more than more money than you have into a brewery. So um, hopefully it'll turn out well. So has that always been a, a thing for you to take those types of risks or has that, uh, your comfort level with taking risks like that increased over time? No, I've always been quite comfortable taking risks. I mean, I, I, I was earning probably 70, 80 grand a year a decade ago working for someone else. And I just left without knowing anything about how to build a website and to start a, start a web design company when I was 20, how old was I probably, I guess it's like 25. Younger um, than now. <laughs> a lot younger than now, 25, 26. Um, so I think, again, most people would probably think that's a stupid thing. It probably is a stupid thing to do, actually. Um, but, yeah, I, I I mean, in that situation, I just kind of thought, like, I'll, I'll be able to get a job. So that, that's not – I didn't really see that as a risk. I'm like, well, I might as well do it because I'll be able to get a job. In this situation, I'm like, well, I can get the money together. What else would I spend it on? I don't know. I don't really like things. I mean, the only thing that I think I could buy that I would – like would be a nicer car but then i'd have to park it in my garage which is really small which would be a pain so i'm not sure what else i would do with it other than put it into an exciting project so it might as well go in <laughs> well let's let's go back for a moment then let's let's talk about that when you were 25 ish we haven't quite figured out the age necessarily but you know when you're when you're in that other job what what caused you to really leave that in the first place so you're, you're there and you know you you didn't have the problem taking risk regardless of whether it's stupid or not but you know, what What really caused you to actually want to go in the first place? What was going on at that time? Just boredom. That's pretty much it. I mean, it's, it's, I worked for the company for four years. I had a different job every year, which was cool, but, but I just, I was just bored working for someone else. And I think, um, you know, some entrepreneurs will get into entrepreneurship to get rich. And I'm sure I probably 
did want to get rich at the time. Although at the time I was I was doing pretty well. I just bought a house in probably the nicest suburb I could think of, and yeah. I was earning good money. And you know, I was doing for very well for someone who was twenty five. I'm doing better than I am now. If you if you, if you measure it by the amount of property you own, <laughs> <laughs> um, but. I, I, I mean, I, I just wanted to do my own thing and, and work on stuff that was was more exciting and more creative than, than working for someone else. That was really the, the main driver. And, and I'd sort of seen entrepreneurship as a way, a way to do that. And I kind of hoped to get rich at the time. Now, I don't really see money as a big driver. It doesn't really seem to make a difference how much money I make. I tend to have pretty much exactly the same life. But, but the creative aspect of doing something new and working with great people on exciting new projects that doing things that other people haven't done. That's, that's the thing that drives me. If that's the thing that drives you, or I guess, first of all, what do you mean you had pretty much the same life it term, in terms of uh, money? You just mean, uh, well, what do you mean by that? Well, I just, I just don't know how having more money would change my life really at all. I mean, I've, I live on the beach in an amazing uh, a place. That's the best place I could imagine to live in the world. Um, I've, I go I travel as much as I want because it, it's relevant for my work. I can I travel yeah. around and yeah. talk at conferences and go to meetups. Um, I I just don't really know exactly what I would do differently. The only, the only thing that I can think of is, is buy a nicer car. But as I said, I've got a small garage and I'd have to clean it. And I like I like my crappy old car that I don't have to clean. So I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know what people do with their money that I'm missing out on. But I don't really like stuff. And I think I can pretty much have all the experiences I want by doing it through entrepreneurship and through my, my business of selling books and my online community and speaking at conferences and all of that. So um, if I earn 50 grand this month or a hundred grand or five grand, it doesn't really seem to have that much of an impact. So here's what I love about that. And I guess just to just tell you a little bit, it really seems like in order to arrive at that conclusion somewhere along the way, you've had to figure that out about what's, what's important to you. Right? Well, one thing, one thing I did figure out was that I, I, um, I didn't want to work nine to five and work a job like anyone else. I didn't really enjoy owning property. I mean, most people will, will like dream about owning their dream house. And I bought what was pretty much my dream house when I was 20, 24, 25. And I didn't really like it. I wanted to move after a couple of years because I wanted to be close to the beach. And I've moved about 10 times since then. So, I mean... Buying a house doesn't really drive me because I know I've done it before a few times and it just ended up losing money and it wasn't really all that enjoyable. Um, owning possessions has never really been something I've enjoyed that much. Um, so it's just, just about experiences and, and I think entrepreneurship really gives you the, the ability to have experiences you know, with travel and, and whatnot and just you know, working with amazing people and doing creative things that no job could ever give you. And, and you get that by you know, just being an entrepreneur and, and by having a relatively decent level of success, I don't, you know, I don't think you need to be a billionaire to, to go travel um, and speak at conferences or, or go to meetups or, or whatever you want to do. So, yeah, I guess I got there through, through just realising that it, did, it didn't seem to make that much difference if I earned a lot or, or a little. I, I tend to have pretty much the same life and it's, it's a pretty good one. So that's interesting. Now, did that... Where did that happen? I guess was that realization gradual for you? Because you know we've we've covered off that it's happened, but like where where do you think you picked that up along the way? Or where do you think that was there anything else that that occurred for you to um, come to that realization? Not just about the money, but about what those experiences that you actually want in your life too. 
Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I think, like, I, I just kind of look at what everyone else looks at in terms of, like, wanting. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like I've had most of it, you know, like, yeah. I've been married, I've got kids, I've bought my dream house, sold it. Um, I've, I've, you know, I've traveled loads in the last couple of years. I've traveled to, I don't know how many countries, lots. Um, you know, I live on the beach every day. I don't have to go on a holiday to the beach. I work on amazing projects. It's just, it's just like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know if I, 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 you know, I think one thing is that in those years where I was struggling as an entrepreneur, what I did realize was I actually had a pretty good life then too. And I, I think like we felt at the time that it was a real struggle, you know, things weren't working, you know, life was bad, you know, I was failing and I kind of felt that. But if I look back at what my life was like then in terms of like the things I had and, and the things, things I did every day, the flexibility I had, uh-huh. um, you know, the places I chose to live, the, the holidays I was able to go on, um, you know, I had, a new, I had a new car, I was able to travel a lot, I lived close to the beach, I surfed a lot, I was able to wake up whenever I wanted to wake up. Um, I, I, I mean, I pretty much had everything that I have now. So I think like feeling, I kind of regret feeling like a failure for all those years because, you know, it was pretty good, really. Yeah. And now that, I'm, now that I'm earning like a lot more money than I was then and things are going a lot better, it's really, it's kind of just the same except, you know, I get a lot more likes on Facebook and I get in the paper a bit more often. <laughs> um, but it's 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 kind of the same life. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I think that was probably a realization when I transitioned out of that life into this one and realized like it's as long as you're happy every day and and you, you've got that freedom and flexibility and you're you're you built your life around you, which is important to me. Um, and and not from a selfish point of view, just from a point of view that some people just don't fit into, you know, like working for someone else. Like a lot of oh, yeah. people just go into entrepreneurship because they just don't fit that. And once I got that sorted out, I, you know, everything was pretty good. So that's that's interesting. Your whole uh, regret feeling like a failure. So I'm curious then why why did you feel like a failure then at that point? Was it just purely because the business wasn't working the way that you anticipated, or at the time, or like what what drove that? Since it is, I mean, I don't know. I think that's a great observation that it is really sort of the same thing as is now. Yeah, I think. I think you can just, uh, well, there's a few things. The business wasn't going as well as well as I thought that I had the ability to make it go. And, I, and you, oh, know, yeah. you know, look at other entrepreneurs and think I'm as smart as them. You know, I'm as, I've taken as big of risks as them. I was, I'm as ballsy as them. But my business, I'm earning less money than I used to earn when I worked for someone else. So I was constantly like, maybe I should just go work for someone else again. Um, and... You know, I mean, I didn't have a lot of money, but, but you know, having said that, I, I don't really know what I would have done with it if I did have a lot more money. So I think, I think once I got to the point where business, you, you have that external validation, people are like, oh, you're amazing. You're like, well, I'm actually, I'm the same as I was before. It's just like one or two of my projects have worked now, <laughs> and that's nice. Um, but looking back on it, you know, you sort of think like the only reason stuff's working now is because I put in all those yards and, and learned so much and had that failure back then. So at the time... You know, it, it was, you know, it, it's a good thing. I look, look back at it now and it's a good thing. But at the time, you just kind of feel like a failure. That that makes sense. That's, I don't know. It's interesting to hear it from, from your perspective because I'm always interested in just a variety of perspectives. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show after. Well, I, you know, one of the things I struggle with is I, because I put this content out there on starting businesses and I speak at conferences and I've, I've got the book, the seven day startup book, which is yeah. about starting a business and. Um, 
I, I have a lot of people in my community. I've got a group on Facebook with, you know, almost 4,000 people in it and a, and a paid membership and a lot of people around me that we're constantly talking about entrepreneurship. And it does my head in that, you know, some people are just not succeeding at what they're doing and other people are, are and they're not really doing anything differently. And the people that aren't succeeding are just caught up in this thing where they think it's because of something they're doing. And the re- reality is that when something goes well, it's so much easier for other stuff to go well. Like it just, you, you form a platform that you can use to build on to do other things and keep that momentum going. And, and it's, it is a bit of the luck of the draw to get there. And it's not, it, maybe it's not what you're doing. Maybe it's just you know, luck or maybe it's just bad timing or, or maybe the person who did get there got lucky or got a bit of money or randomly got there or maybe they worked really hard but you know you're working hard too there's so much randomness to it that it's it's it it kind of it makes me feel like I want to help these people but I don't really know how because like they're not necessarily doing anything bad they're doing exactly the same thing as everyone else but but it just sometimes it just takes a lot of years of failure before something works well and um, in my case, it was seven years. I'm sure it takes some other people a lot longer and maybe some people a lot quicker, but that seems to just be the way it works. It, it really does. I mean, it really does. It, I don't know. Like, take our business as an example. Like, we had uh, we had a solid year of not really earning hardly any, <laughs> any money at all. And then, uh, you know, year two was a heck of a lot easier. And then as we built uh, along further and further and further, like what you're saying, it, it I mean, it, it starts, it starts to become easier at some point when you've got something else to build on. Um, Yeah. Just everything is easier. I mean, even just stuff like getting press, like, like I used to be like completely clueless about, I'm like, why, why is everyone else getting in the paper and getting press on these sites for what they're doing when what I'm doing is just as interesting? Like, why aren't I getting the attention that I deserve? Which is, I know what a lot of other entrepreneurs think, you know, when they see, when now, when they see me getting the paper every few weeks, and, you know, once you, once you get the attention from a community, you're just in their mind. So when they think of something, you're, you're there and, and they think of you. And it's really frustrating. It used to frustrate me and I'm sure it frustrates everyone else every time I post something new on Facebook where someone's written about me. <laughs> I don't know. It, it might. Um, Comparison-wise, because I, I think that's one of the traps people fall into, especially when they're getting started in, in entrepreneurship. I, I, I talk to people all the time that, that really struggle with that comparison-type bias. But mm. I, I, I am really curious, though. You mentioned, not to change subjects on you too much, but you mentioned the seven-day startup. And we've got a lot of people that listen to this that either want to start something on the side or their goal is to be able to, uh, for some of them, get stuff started for the first time. Some of them, it's a few times in. But... I love what you talk about in that, uh, in the seven day startup. And, and I'm curious, like where it, I'm curious what you would recommend actually for those people kind of distilling down what, uh, what you talk about in the, in the seven day startup, where, where do they start? Yeah. Well, I mean, my main lesson there is, is the tagline of the book, which is yeah. you don't learn until you launch. And my whole story, really the number one thing I've learned from all of it is, you, you, I mean, you're going to go through a learning process when you start a business or, or when you go into entrepreneurship and that process will take as long as it takes, but it's up to you whether or not you keep doing what's, what's not working or whether you, um, you know, f- focus on this idea that there's some kind of secret out there that you have to listen to every podcast and buy every book and worship every guru and then one day you'll discover the secret <laughs> and then your business will be okay. Or you can just go out there and get done and you can launch a business and then start paying attention to real customers and what they're doing, you know, work on case studies and work on, do some work for free. Just get 
your service or your product out there and start working rather than start messing around and getting just dragged into this rabbit hole. And so I just wanted to get people to launch quicker. And, and that's, that's the number one aim of that book is that if, if you haven't launched something yet, then that's, you need to read that book. Well, I mean, I guess I might be biased. There's probably lots of books you can read. In fact, you don't even need to read the book. Just, just listen to this. I just told you, just go and launch. You don't even need to read it. Um, but if and, you want to buy the book too, he won't object. I, you know what? I would prefer if you just launched. I would prefer if you didn't read the book and you just launched your business. If you haven't launched yet and you're listening to another podcast about another guru you know, telling you how to do things, I would prefer you didn't read any more books and you just went and launched your business and focused 100% of your, your attention on that and start looking at whether or not something is working. I think the, the, the trap people fall into and I fell into, which, which is very, very common, is just trying to analyze why something isn't working. And yeah. the, the problem is it's you're never going to know. I don't know why I had some success. I don't really know why I had some failure. I think I'm better at knowing why I had failure. You can analyze that afterwards. Um, analyzing success is impossible. There's so much random stuff in there that, you know, any guru that tells you exactly what formula you need to follow to be successful is, is, is full of shit. So I, I think um, that's, that's my message. It's, it's really you can try and pay attention to, to whether or not something is working, not why or not it's working. So, you know, if, if you're doing all the right things, you've, you've got a great-looking site, you're doing exactly the same thing as someone else is doing really well, but for whatever reason you can't get people to pay you for what you're doing and you can't get that to grow, then that's all you need to know. It's, it's not working. You need to move on try something else. You don't need to analyse why. You know, you can put a certain amount of effort into analysing why, but if, you, if you're sitting there year after year doing the same thing and it's not working and you're just trying to figure out why, then you're just caught in this awful space. And, and I think the best thing you can do is launch, try a bunch of new stuff, be creative, work on something new, and, um, and then just really tap into this idea of momentum, this, this concept that um, once something starts working, it naturally keeps working. And, and, you know, for someone who's got a really big platform, who's really successful, for them to lose that, there's a very, very good chance they've made some sort of bad mistake. For them to maintain it, it's really just a case of doing the same thing that they've always done in most cases. I mean, a lot of people who are successful will take it to the next level, but typically I see people doing that, they're doing the same thing, they're getting shit done. They're just, they're relentless in doing new things and doing new projects and pushing the boundaries, but they're not caught up in this BS. They're just actually delivering. And I think it's, it's a case of like, one of the things I say that I like is, is out-deliver Trump's out-work. So it's not a case of how you work, how hard you work, how much you work. It's a case of how much you deliver and how much you get done and how much mm. stuff you put out in the world. And then you're going to be in a position where you can work out what has that momentum and, and do more of that. I love that. I love that. It's a case of how much you deliver and how much you put in, out into the world. That's the, the, the thing is, the thing is, that's something actionable for people. Like, it is. People who are successful will be like, oh, you need to work hard. But it's like... I worked hard for seven years and I was just failing. And all the entrepreneurs I know that are looking up to successful people hearing that advice are working. Off. I, I bet they're working harder than the successful people in a lot of cases. So it's just not useful for people to be told they need to work hard. But if, if you look at like how much stuff you, you put out and your actual output, um, I think that's something actionable for people. Just put, put out more stuff and, and you're going to, you're going to impact someone. You know, if you, if you put, put out more stuff, you're going to get in front of more people. Something's going to have an impact eventually and you can chase that one down as opposed to just going around in circles on wondering why whatever you're doing currently is not working. Well, on that note too, if you're putting out more stuff, you're likely going to get more feedback. And if you're going to get more feedback, then that gives you the ability to change and improve or, or continue to put out more stuff. 
So yeah, it's, it's very difficult to know what's going to interest people too. Like it's just yeah. even after nine years as an entrepreneur, I just don't know. Like I, I put something out and I just don't know if it's going to work or not. Like you just need to put your stuff out there and see, you see whatever it is that grabs someone's attention and, and figure out why. But um, before you actually launch something, if you're analyzing it that much, you, you're just not going to know. And I can tell you that no guru is going to know either because these these guys who are, are telling you what to do in your business don't know anything about your business. They don't know anything about you. They don't know anything about your marketing. Um, so I, I don't understand how they could have the answers for, for what's going to work in this random world of entrepreneurship for you. That is... I think a great note to <laughs> to start to wrap up on. I, I, I very much appreciate that. And I told you at the beginning of this that that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you on here and talk a little bit about that because of your viewpoint, because of that perspective. So we didn't even really get into, you've got a, you've got a newer book out too. Yeah, I've got it. I mean, if you're into content marketing, I've got a new book called Content Machine, which um, is all about the story of how we built WP Curve using content marketing. Um, it's just a passion of mine. I just putting out again, it's just that, that point of really the only reason I ever got any attention was because I wrote 400 blog posts that no one ever saw. And eventually I figured out a way to get people to see them. And that's how this business was invented, but just by putting out 400 different things into the world. And so that's, that's my passion is, is putting out content and creating stuff. And I wanted to write a book that, that helped people do that in the most effective way possible. Well, you can check out either of those books. We'll have everything on the on the show notes. You know that by now. You've listened at all to happen to your career. But uh, where can where can people connect up with you if they want if they want uh, more information either about your books or anything else? Where can they connect up with you, Dan? Yeah. So my most of my time now is spent in my Facebook groups. I've got a free group uh, called the Seven Day Startup which is just go into Facebook, type that in, you'll find it. Anyone can join that. And then I've got a paid version, which is just a tighter community where you get a response to every thread and we've got a Slack group and, you know, just a really tight group of smart, successful entrepreneurs in there for people who've got a good business going already. But if you're just getting started, the, the free group is, is going to be a good place to check out. Well, Dan, I really appreciate you making the time. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us. Thanks, Scott. It was, it was good to be on your show, mate. Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed that conversation between Dan and Scott. And if you'd like to get some more, you can go and check out the show notes page at happentoyourcareer.com. And you can be able to check out the different points and links that were mentioned throughout this conversation. Just want to remind you that next week, Scott is going to be talking to Emily Wapnick. So this is going to be a great conversation. You don't want to miss it. That is probably the biggest challenge that people have. Um, and there just aren't that many good resources out there. Like there aren't that many career guides written for multi-potentialites and to, you know, help them get or design a career that includes a lot of variety. That's just not really, and you know, career counselors, there are some cool ones out there, but um, largely it's like, let's look at your skills and interests and narrow it down, um, not broaden it out <laughs> and give you a few different options. Hey, HTYCers, if you've been struggling to figure out work that fits you, then join our eight-day free mini course. All you have to do is text HTYC to 38470. That's HTYC to 38470 or simply visit 
figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. See you there. I, you know what? I would prefer if you just launched. I would prefer if you didn't read the book and you just launched your business. If you haven't launched yet and you're listening to another podcast about another guru, you know, telling you how to do things, I would prefer you didn't read any more books and you just went and launched your business and focused 100% of your, your attention on that and start looking at whether or not something is working. I think the, the, the trap people fall into and I fell into, which, which is very, very common, is just trying to analyse why something isn't working. And the, the problem is it's... You're never going to know. I don't know why I had some success. I don't really know why I had some failure. I think I'm better at knowing why I had failure. You can analyze that afterwards. Um, analyzing success is impossible. There's so much random stuff in there that, you know, any guru that tells you exactly what formula you need to follow to be successful is, is, is full of.